Even at the age of 56, more than 20 years Olga's senior, Pasternak was considered handsome in a strong, striking way. Despite the fact that his elongated face was often likened to an Arab horse's, hardly flattering, partly because he had long, yellowish teeth. It seems slightly disingenuous that Boris should have questioned that he had admirers, a faux modesty, when he knew perfectly well that he had a hypnotic effect on people, and that men and women everywhere were in awe of him. The Russian poet, Andrei Voznesensky, to whom Pasternak would become a mental figure, was captivated by the poet's dazzling presence the first time he met him, that same year, 1946. Boris Leonidovich started talking, going straight to the point. His cheekbones would twitch like the triangular-shaped cases of wings pressed tight shut prior to opening. I worshipped him. There was a magnetic quality about him, great strength and celestial otherworldliness. When he spoke, he would jerk his chin, thrusting it up, as if trying to break free of his collar and body. His short nose hooked right from the bridge, then went straight, making one think of the butt of a gun in miniature, the lips of a sphinx, grey hair cropped short. But overshadowing everything else was the pulsating wave of magnetism that flowed from him. All through his life, women pursued Boris Pasternak. Yet he was no quasi-Don Juanesque character. Quite the opposite. He revered women, feeling an innate empathy for them, because he saw that for women, as for poets, things could often become complex and entangled in their emotional and sentimental lives. His fateful meeting with Olga at Novimir was to become the greatest entanglement in meshing his emotional and creative lives. After exchanging a few words with Zinaida Pidubnaya, he kissed both women's hands and left. Olga stood there speechless. It was one of those life-changing moments when she felt the axis of her world tilt. I was simply shaken by the sense of fate when my God looked at me with his penetrating eyes. The way he looked at me was so imperious It was so much a man's appraising gaze that there could be no mistake about it. Here he was, the one person I needed more than any other, the very one who was, in actual fact, already part of me. A thing like this is stunning, a miracle. In Dr. Zhivago, the reader is introduced to Lara in Chapter 2, A Girl from a Different World. Yuri Zhivago's first impressions of Lara are based on Boris's early meetings with Olga. She has no coquetry, he thought. She does not wish to please or to look beautiful. She despises all that side of a woman's life. It's as though she were punishing herself for being lovely. But this proud hostility to herself makes her more attractive than ever. There was an instant attraction between Boris and Olga, recalled Irina. Boris was sensitive to my mother's kind of beauty. It was a tired beauty. It wasn't the beauty of a brilliant victor. It was almost the beauty of a defeated victim. It was the beauty of suffering. When Boris looked into my mother's beautiful eyes, he could probably see many, many things in them.
The following day, Pasternak sent Olga a parcel. Five slim volumes of his poems and translations appeared on her desk at the offices at Novi Mir. His tenacious pursuit of her had begun. Olga had first set eyes on him fourteen years earlier, when, as a student at the Moscow Faculty of Literature, she went to one of Pasternak's poetry recitals. She was hurrying through the corridor to get to her seat at Herzenhaus, Moscow, anxious to hear the poet-hero recite his famous poem, Marburg, which chronicled his first experience of love and rejection. Suddenly, as the bell rang to announce the performance, the nervous black-haired poet rushed past her. He had an electric energy, she thought, which made him seem dishevelled and on fire. When he finished his recital, the excitable...